0: what's different about you know brands or celebrities coming in versus new projects that are dropping is they already have an identity and they have a community and they have their own intellectual property that it's more like bringing that intellectual property to a new medium so making sure that it's true to who they are and how they've talked about themselves in the past so that their current fans feel like this is a new extension of them
1: Welcome to the NFT Now podcast.
2: Every Wednesday, we speak with trailblazing artists, collectors, and technologists about how NFTs are redefining the creative economy and how you can be a part. I'm Sam Heisel. I'm Alejandro Navia.
1: And I'm Matt Medved. And we're on a mission to empower the creators of culture.
2: Welcome to the show. The squad is back to a very special day for our listeners. Uh, Not only do we have a very special guest, Avery Akinani, but we also have the entire co-founding team here at NFT Now. Matt, Alejandro, how are we doing, guys? We are
3: doing great. Glad to have Alejandro here in New York. You know, super awesome. Thanks, guys.
2: Yeah, for sure. Well, in today's episode, we have a very special guest, Avery Akinani. She is the president of Vayner NFT. Prior to being the president of Vayner NFT, she was the former head of Asia Pacific at Vayner, overseeing all of the operations and, and client work in those countries and markets. True, I- incredible operator, very strong vision as it pertains to different things that are happening in the wonderful world of Vayner NFTs. What stood out to you, Matt? Yeah,
1: you know, I'm really excited to hear about what's happening at Vayner NFT. Obviously, Gary Vaynerchuk has been so active in the space as a collector, launching V Friends, etc. And already, Vayner NFT has been making waves in in the brand game. Um, the the collaboration with Tom Sachs and and Budweiser around around the Racket Factory stands out. So, you know, I'm really excited to kind of dig a bit deeper and see what, what's uh what's coming
3: up and and what uh, they have in the work. Yeah, absolutely. And I think what I love about this brand conversation is like I'm really looking forward to seeing diving deeper into the intersection of how brands can leverage NFTs and like what she's seen that does well and what hasn't done well.
2: Yeah for sure and i think it's a massive space and just starting to see some brands dip their toes into the space but it's a the, the tidal wave is coming very excited to dive into all of this and more uh, momentarily one last thing though if you, if you haven't already wouldn't be doing my job if we didn't plug the newsletter but it's it's for you and, and the the value every single week we're effectively synthesizing and, and curating some of the the best updates our, our favorite upcoming drops interesting things that we're seeing in the market into our weekly newsletter so do want to encourage you guys to sign up there that's nftnow.com but without any further ado, Avery Akineni. Avery, what's happening? Welcome to the show. How are you doing today?
0: Good. Thanks so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here.
2: Definitely. Pleasure is ours. I, I think for starters, we'd really just love to kind of hear the uh, a bit of the founding story of Vayner NFTs. Now, you've been working at, at Vayner for a while, um, leading a lot of the amazing initiatives over there. But how, what kind of got you into NFTs and how did that really kind of snowball into Vayner NFTs? vayner nft it's
0: a great question so vayner nft uh we've been talking about it for since at the end of 2020 i was living in singapore and i'd open our Asia pacific operations so in singapore and in tokyo and bangkok and sydney and that had been an amazing adventure but i knew i wanted to come home so around christmas time i had dinner with gary and we are discussing what was next uh what was kind of coming up and he started to tell me a little bit about his first concept for vfriends which You know, the first time I heard it, I was like, okay, you're going to draw your doodles and then create a community around them. And it's going to be around different traits that matter to you. And I thought it sounded a little bit crazy, Um, but he, you know, Gary gave me the guidance, like, hey, spend a lot of time learning about NFTs because this is going to be huge and it's coming um, in the next six to 12 months. So I said, okay, awesome. So I spent a bunch of time reading, learning, listening, and getting um, a little bit more serious about what, uh, what was happening in the NFT community and, and also where we saw opportunities for growth. So fast forward a couple of months, and by early Q1, we decided that we were going to launch Vayner NFT um, in July when I was coming back from Singapore. We also knew that would have given us a little bit of time after Gary's project launched, um, which is called Be Friends. So it would have given us some opportunity to understand what works, what doesn't, and and you know, Sam, I know you're you're used to our Vayner ways, but a lot of times we like to test something with Gary's um, community and brand first before we roll it out to all of our other partners. So we felt like we'd gotten some really good learnings, um, what to do, and, and in some cases, what we would have done differently in the case of BeFriends, and in July we started talking to a couple of our, our Vayner partners about, you know, wanting to come on board with us and, and launch some NFTs. Um, cause Gary was also inundated with interest of celebrities, of brands of associations who saw V friends and said, okay, I want, I want my version of that. So we then started to, to get serious with some of those conversations and want some of our first projects in August. Did a bunch of recruiting and hiring um, of mostly crypto native people who have a real like one understanding and two love for this space. We thought that was really important. Is um, is people who are a mix of OGs and have you know dedicated a lot of their personal life and personal time um, to this community. Did a bunch of hiring, got some people that you know have really helped us understand the space better and craft programs that. Are strategic and are interesting and um, nod to the original crypto community while bringing in more people, which has been one of our big objectives. Um, so yeah, we launched our first couple of projects in August, and there's a lot more coming. Where we're excited about the future and the potential because it's really super early days for for Vayner NFT and what we'll be up to.
1: That's great. That's great. I love hearing sort of that origin story and you know Gary uh, Gary at the V Friends concept. Obviously, that has taken off in in uh, in a big way. Um, let's talk a little bit about about the big picture, sort of like mission of Vayner NFT. Like, what what are, what would you say is like what's the goal there, and what are some of the core offerings and the types of partners that you're working with?
0: Yeah, I think our mission is to help brands, people of interest, and associations navigate the wonderful world of NFTs and create programs that build communities and drive value. Um, for those communities and and oftentimes for those um, businesses themselves. So our a big ambition of ours is to bring more people into the space of NFTs and grow that overall pie and overall share. So a big focus on education um, on on ramping people, um, creating uh, programs that are accessible. Um, in addition to to valuable and rare, of course, in um, design things that are really designed that are really built for in perpetuity for the next 45 years, not the next 45 days, in um, avoiding any programs that, um, that are just an, an ad campaign that you're sticking in an NFT component. I mean, we get a lot of those kind of requests, as you can imagine, whenever we're launching an NFT program, we really want it to have co- elements of utility of community of scale, also access and, and scarcity to drive up those sort of rare angles. Um, and and some of the, like the, the groups that we're working with um, are celebrities who want to find a new way to connect with their communities. You know, social media opened up a lot of direct communication between uh, celebrities and their fan bases, but NFTs open a new way to sort of tokenize those experiences and, and kind of create ongoing loyalty programs that reward their communities for, for being with them. Um, so certainly those like people of interest, whether it's a celeb or an, an athlete or a creator or an influencer. Um, You know, we're we're starting to see a lot of this happen. And, you know, secondarily brands, VaynerMedia uh, is primarily built to service um, and partner with brands. And we think that brands have so much amazing intellectual property. Um, And we're, we're fortunate to be working with some really cool brands who want to find a new way to connect with their communities as well. And then of course, um, So whether it's like a sports league or a record label or, or something like that, um, sort of that represent, uh, you know, individuals at a little bit more scale. I think that makes sense as well. Um, particularly in like the athlete in the, the musician community, um, that, you know, there's a, a scale play there or, you know, university, any, any of those types of association groups that aren't necessarily a brand and aren't necessarily a person of interest.
3: That's really interesting, yeah, Avery. And you, you, I love the way you bring up the intentionality of working with specific brands. What are some of the projects that Boehner NFT has worked on and how did they go?
0: Yeah, so I'll talk, talk about one that just ended this Sunday, um, which was fun. So we did something with the U.S. Open. U.S. Open is um, the you know, most uh, important tennis championship in the United States. Um, tennis is a sport that has a lot of history and legacy. Um and we were honored that the U.S. Open wanted to do something with us. And uh, most tennis fans, though, are not crypto-native users. And we wanted to design a program with them that starts to build that education um, and bring people into the space without necessarily needing to have 10 in your wallet to participate. So we did a program with the Open that had basically three tiers. One was about um, just a collectible that anyone around the world could buy. Several thousand of those were sold. Um, it's a uh, an asset that's a beautiful like 3D trophy. Then we had uh an, a free token experience for attendees um through a uh, partnership with Poapp. So basically if you had gone to the men's finals, like that would be a specific token that you could get, much in the same way that you know physical ticket collecting has existed at the open forever. And then we had a player trading card uh collection that was um 20 uh blue legendary cards, and then one golden ace card per player. And, and all these players were actually U S open champions. So people like Venus Williams, Andy Roddick, the Brian brothers, Billie Jean King, Stan Smith, um, we worked with those, um, athletes to capture, uh, iconic U S open moments, um, and then tokenize these in the 2021 U S open, um, uh, collection. So that was really cool. Those were auction based. Um, and we wanted to do 21 because it's 2021 and, and we actually picked those athletes because they were celebrating special commemorative moments like 50 years since they had won the championship kind of thing. So yeah, that was a really fun program. I think we learned a lot. Um very much designed to be accessible for the non-crypto native crowd um and to do a sort of first collection that paves away for for a bigger splash next year. There was um you know we had a little fun surprise plan for Sunday um if this specific like legendary moment had occurred which didn't end up happening but you know there was a lot of kind of fun planning of all of that and and a lot of um you know awesome comments and, and reaction from the tennis community and and the sort of more mainstream press like you know it was on cnn yesterday so that was nice to see
3: yeah it sounds like these are some really fun activations and like very intentional and i love the inclusion of the POAP and like making sure that make it super friendly to onboard individuals right that, that that's our really main are really our goal together, it looks like we're going to bridge niche to mainstream. I wondered, I was wondering, you probably guys are super inundated with so many brands and partners wanting to work with you guys. You know, you guys are Vayner, the name, the full nine. What is your partner evaluation? How does one become a partner of Vayner NFT?
0: Yeah, I think one is some element of a cultural fit. We want to make sure um, they're, what they're looking to do is aligned with what we're looking to do. Um, so some cultural fit, like vibes, criteria, um, which is super important to us. Second is um, a commitment to the space um, beyond just doing a drop and just doing like a a one-time press hit. We wanna work with partners who are looking to build something for the long-term here um, and who want to spend the time and and investment um, educating themselves on the space and, and taking it seriously. So say that's the second criteria. And then thirdly, I think it's around the concept and what we can come up with. It's a concept that we think is engaging and it's interesting. um, It has some uh, option for success, both in the short term and in the long term.
2: I love that. No, for sure. And I think uh, lots of exciting stuff in the pipeline, I'm I'm sure. One kind of question too, and I think for part of the conversation today, really excited just to look at this from the perspective of how this is effectively becoming a new mechanism for marketing in general, right? Like, yeah, you have TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. Now you have like NFTs and the, the kind of community management I know one of the underlying kind of principles of anything Vayner related is always the ruthless hunt for underpriced attention, um, which for some of our listeners is in just trying to find various tactics or channels that aren't yet necessarily exploited by the mainstream marketers and mainstream brands and talent and personalities. So that way, by being a bit of an early mover, you're able to get disproportionate reach, engagement, growth. So I, I think as we think about NFTs, obviously, a lot of people see it as kind of this direct Monetization opportunity, and not going to discount that. That that is part of the picture. But there also very much is this kind of using NFTs to foster community growth, to to drive brand engagement. Right, like even if you look at some of the most successful projects, take uh, kind of Board Ape's for example. Their 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 community is second to none. That the way in which they engage their community and build a sense of ambassadorship. This is a, a true kind of like. Well, maybe not fully viral, but there's kind of using community as its own growth engine. So I'm curious from your perspective, how um, NFTs and the, the community management associated with it um, are effectively a form of underpriced attention and how this can be a, a massive opportunity for marketers as they're evaluating different channels in their marketing mix.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think you know, you're spot on that underpriced attention is always one of our focuses. Um, and in this case, I think it's it's two ways, right? Like one, this is a super active community on Twitter, on Discord, um, the NFT community is, is all in as you guys um, are, are more than well aware. So um, engaging with this sort of crypto community is um, inherently that's its own sort of community management exercise. Um, with that said though, this crypto community has a lot, like has ambitions to grow uh dramatically. And the community that you can build within um, can be inherently global, which is something that for most of our marketers, like th- that's not how people run marketing campaigns today. They run them very much market to market. And um, this gives us an opportunity to really like communicate at a global scale. Um, and it's interesting also to see some discords that are you know organized by language and organized by interest and and we're, we're excited about a way, uh, finding ways to strategically build communities and also deliver value to those communities in probably a more direct way than, than you've been able to previously, like airdropping something to your community is, is, like amazing. Right. And people get really excited about that. Um, and that, uh, you know, I think the commercial element does, does play in here as well. Like today was the first PLP drop from be friends and, you know, we airdropped 555, um, tokens uh into random v friends holders wallets which is like that's an amazing way to like really build incentives for your community um that that get them excited and keep them engaged and i think also like you you mentioned this at the beginning but marketing has always been an investment center always it's only in there's no coming out right and it's um I think it's definitely interesting to a lot of brands to understand how this could become, I wouldn't say a profit center, but like mark like cost neutral. They throw, for example, a concert, you know, this is something Red Bull's been doing forever. Um, they throw a concert that's actually entertainment. You can charge that. Of course, it's also a marketing event. So having that be like a cost neutral um engagement, I think is cool, but it's all about delivering value. Like if you have something that's valuable to your community that they're willing to have a value exchange for, then that that can be a really cool experience they are designing. Um, But I don't think brands are are so much in the space of commercialization yet. I think they're more exploration, community building, and the ones that are doing it right are using it as a way to, you know, potentially deliver on philanthropic commitments and, you know, charity activations, or just learn. Like, I think it was smart what, you know, Tom Sack, what Budweiser did with Tom Sacks, what Visa did with CryptoPunks that show um, what Arizona IT did with the Board Apes. That show an interest and a real vested interest, like a financial interest in this community. Um, I think that's the best way for brands to get started and not just come across as they're launching another social media channel because um, that's not really what it's about.
2: Yeah, no, for sure. I I love that. Definitely just want to kind of highlight a couple of things. Uh, On one side, I think there's like, love how you broke it down because there's the just being proactive and engaging this new market and this existing customer segment, which is kind of the, the crypto native NFT community, which is very thriving and um, i think a lot of the drops that do a bad job and a lot of brands that do unsuccessful nfts are the ones that overlook that component and the importance of really leaning in to build rapport with that with that community but then on the other side is really just this new mechanism of engagement i think you look at like social media instagram you have uh, 100,000 followers, maybe you reach like 10 to 20% of those followers organically. You don't have any of their data necessarily. They're not necessarily signed up to an email list. With NFTs, it really does create this new kind of engagement loop and mechanism, right? There's kind of uh, less of a veil between you and your customers and your community. So that enables communication, that enables a new level of perks and access. And I think it's, um, I mean, it is interesting too. Like I know, uh, like another like common Gary story is him like underpriced attention being very early on email marketing and used to getting like reduced ridiculous open rates like I I think we've seen little Like in the NFT community, a lot of NFT creators are like just sending NFTs to people that have their wallets public. So like hopefully like NFT wallets and I guess ETH wallets don't get to a point where you're just getting like bombarded by random projects, but there is this kind of new mechanism for communication. So it is really interesting to think about this other opportunity, which isn't just tackling the the crypto native customer segment, but is using and innovating on uh, a whole new mechanism of customer and consumer engagement.
0: Yeah, it's super exciting and super fun. Also, like you said, very very early days, um, but it's been a blast to you know help educate brands in this space and 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 guide them on the way to think about it right. Um, you know, another example. This wasn't a Vayner project, but you know, uh, the hundreds did a really nice job of launching their Atom Bomb project. Um, you know, they're a streetwear brand that, yes, is niche, but um, I thought they did an amazing job bringing along their community and designing a really cool program. Um, and I'm, we're looking forward to seeing what happens with that.
1: Totally agree. Totally agree with, uh, you know, I think it's it, Bobby Hundreds, you know, Ben Hundreds have done a great job of really kind of getting into the space and, and aligning themselves with the right people. Um, and I think it did a great job of, you know, talking about some of the things that brands have done right. But what what are what have you seen brands do wrong in entering the space?
0: Um, I think that one brands have done something wrong. It's just something that you're kind of like oh cringe brand silence brand kind of moments when you know you try the same week that. Um, that coca-cola did a really cool like loot box activation which you know was a one-time drop that sold for six hundred thousand dollars like another brand launched something on a a small platform that sold for six hundred dollars so there can be a really wide variety of outcomes with nfts and i think brands who just try to to do, do something from web two into web three um it's tricky i think it's it's tricky from uh just like you know general user feedback perspective. Um, so you know if you just jump in and are not exactly sure like what's what you're adding is a unique value to the space, um, I think that that has not gone as well as it could have. I and mean, I think you've seen the same with celebrities, right? who celebrities have jumped in, um, done something that's a quick drop, get their money and they're out. Um, Or they, you know, it comes across very immediately that they're not authentically engaged, they're in the Discord for five minutes and they're out, then those projects don't tend to do as well. And I think that the the cycle of NFTs in the secondary market um, inherently really rewards creators, whether they be brands or um, they be celebrities, to remain engaged beyond just the one-time drop. And you see this like for sure in secondary sales volume.
3: That's really powerful. And uh, you mentioned so many little details that are really profound to the importance of community. But in terms of what are in terms of like brands that you've seen, what are some of the common objections and hesitations from potential brand partners? And how do you help foster the excitement and trust? them to overcome
0: um i think help foster the excitement there's a lot of excitement it's more like harnessing the excitement because they have Mm -hmm. a lot of ideas some of which are feasible some which are not um and i i think uh candidly one of our challenges has been the technical and operational infrastructure setup um of some of these like brands and and um celebrities who are interested and want to do something cool but either don't they're not ready to invest or they're for example not ready to handle cryptocurrency which is like inherently a big part of of nfts um, and I think those barriers do uh, exist today, but of course, we can always find a solution, whether that be working with a marketplace partner who has all this turnkey, or doing really strategic partnership activations. Um, that's another way to kind of, uh, kind of get around this um, and, and help um, harness the excitement and, and get your feet uh, a little bit into the water without going like all in. I think that's you know at least how we've been trying to balance it.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, fascinating and, and fun times for sure. We're all fighting the, the good fight here. Yeah. We are. Uh, with that said, I, I'm curious. Um Over time, I, I mean, looking at different verticals that are most likely to be disrupted. I, I know it's funny too because there was a, a talk with the one of the founders of OpenSea while he was at the like Christie's summit, and he was. They've been obviously building over OpenSea for years. And obviously in the last year, it's, it's really blown up. And the, the vertical that's had the, the most explosive growth has been this kind of digital art, crypto art vertical. Obviously, there, there's implications across other verticals, other industries. We're seeing sports, we're seeing gaming, um, starting to see more like CPG and, and actual like brands, like physical product brands, hundreds, et cetera. What, when you think about the verticals most likely to be disrupted, what emerges or what jumps out to you as other potential front runners?
0: I think entertainment and ticketing is huge. Um, that's you know been an industry that uh, has. I think there's there's been a lot of middlemen in that particular industry, um, and finding a way to uh, enable that through NFTs makes a lot of sense. I think anything related to like luxury and provenance, um, NFTs are a great way to have that authentication. Um, so whether that's like a fine wine or like a really expensive one of one bag or you know a one of one jewel, like I think there's there's some exploration in the luxury sector. Um, and then music. I think, uh, you know, just sort of the, the music industry is ripe for disruption of the way it's set up now. Um, I know there's been some dabbling there of, you know, mainstream artists like the Kings of Leon and, and also more sort of crypto native stuff like Euler Beats. Um, but I think that there's going to be a lot happening with music and giving your fans um, access to your music uh, through NFTs and and then access to potentially yourself as a musician. Super cool. Um, let's see, there's been some dabbling in the the physical product space, um, but not much yet. Like, yes, the hundreds and yes, artifact, but I think there'll be a lot more of that stuff coming um, for fashion companies. I'm pumped to see like, you know, what we're, we're cooking up with some full fashion companies um, to launch something in that space as well
1: makes total sense. You know, I think I think you bring up a really interesting point like, you know, sort of bridging this this uh URL to IRL. Um the idea of digital identity and what that how that manifests in the physical world, whether that's, you know, merchandise or or installations, etc. I feel like it's still very early in the game for NFT use and adoption among brands. Um Great. so I'm curious to hear your thoughts like looking forward. What are some of the leading use cases that you're most excited about and like are you thinking about the metaverse and how that plays into your strategy as well?
0: Yeah. So I'll, I'll address the metaverse first. I think that's an important one. hundred percent. Yes. I think there, there's a sort of natural tie in with gaming and brands who've already done, you know, stuff in the gaming space makes, um, makes that a little bit of a natural fit. Uh, so in the metaverse, whether it's like recreating a, a real physical space, that's then going to be in the metaverse. We're doing some of that for some upcoming activations. That'll be cool. Like, let's just say you have a special building that's iconic. You can actually recreate it in the metaverse so people can experience that as well. Um, you're starting to see some brands do do some of that stuff as well. Like SK2 did a nice like virtual pop up um, in Tokyo that you know they wanted to bring Tokyo to the world during their Olympics campaign, and, and Coca-Cola did a little party into decentraland So you're seeing some of that happening. Um, we have a few metaverse activations planned. <clears throat> Excuse me, but I think that is really really early days still. Um, versus where it'll be in the next few months and, and years. I see that as a place where there'll be a lot of growth.
3: That's really awesome. In terms of the growth that you've seen, what has been some of your favorite brand NFT activations to date, even outside of Vayner NFT? I know you mentioned the, the hundreds dropping the atom bombs and things of that. but I, what's one that's just been super exciting for you that you're like, I need to click this, I need to be on? like?
0: Mm, let's see. I mean, from, from a brand activation standpoint, there haven't been many yet that are like, you know, to the hundreds is probably like the biggest scale brand drop so far. So there haven't been many. Um, what you have seen is, is really like small scale activations, PR stunts, collaborations, um, in-game things. Mm-hmm. We'll say the Stella and Zed partnership was really cool. It was cool to see, um, you know, these, the Life Artois branded, um, sort of horse racing and, mm-hmm. um, and also see how that drove value to their community and even perceived value. Um, just from like the, the, pricing perspective so that was a really cool one and and i love and i love what they're they are able to build with partners
2: yeah i love, love all of those excited to see uh more case studies to come in general i think it, yeah like you mentioned still very early in the brand space of brands starting to dip their toes in the water but I, I think a tidal wave is coming for sure um, i think so And I mean, it's interesting, even on on our side with NFT now, it's like we kind of uh, have looked at what do we feel are different customer segments in mainstream adoption, right? You have like early adopters, early majority, late majority. I mean, at first, we were looking at these different spaces like music fans, artists, um, crypto art. But then it it kind of occurred to us that like brands and brand marketers, too, like this becomes just a whole new sect of knowledge for marketers themselves. So I think um, still just in the first like not even the first inning there. Um, I'm curious from your perspective, and this goes kind of brands, talent, like you're obviously kind of going, putting in a lot of reps with different partners to kind of evaluate and look at the landscape and identify what's the best way for a brand or talent or partner to engage in the space. Um, what kind of advice or frameworks do you have that you can share as to like, okay, I want to do an NFT drop. I run a big brand or I'm a major celebrity. What do I do? Like what, what's kind of your framework there?
0: Yeah. I think first start on starting off with like, what are they looking to do with their brand or, you know, in general, right? Like what do they stand for? In the case of, of Gary, it was like, he stands for these values and he talks about them in his content. So it's kind of built off that. Like you have to start with the DNA of what they stand for. Um, let's just say, you know, for a beer brand, it might be, they stand for bringing people together. Okay, cool. Their NFT should be about bringing people together. So I think starting with brand DNA is always like super important just to, to ground um, ground uh, the strategy in something that's aligned to what they already have done. Because what's different about, you know, brands or celebrities coming in versus new projects that are dropping is they already have an identity and they have a community and they have their own intellectual property that it's more like bringing that intellectual property to a new medium so making sure that it's true to who they are and how they've talked about themselves in the past, so that their current fans feel like this is a new extension of them. I think first it's starting there, then second it's thinking about who are they, who do they want to engage in this um, product project? Is it the existing crypto community, or do they want to be bringing in more people to that? So thinking about that, and I think you know for most more mainstream uh, types, it makes sense to think about scale access and scarcity and also thinking about tiered experiences. Um, Something that can be for everyone, something that can be for a select few, and then something that could be that like rare, um, very special opportunity. And and when when designing that, it's like, okay, there's the aesthetic element of how does it look? Um, That obviously drives a lot of interest and engagement, but also how are you going to launch it? it's like, great. Are you giving this out to your community for Stibs? Are you, um, going to announce the launch of a special moment in your life or, you know, kind of orchestrating that launch strategy in a way that makes sense or dropping on the first day of some event or some, you know, festival that, that might matter. So I think that's kind of where we started is brand DNA, um, what they stand for already, who are they trying to target? Um, and then crafting like the right look feel and also the right, um, brand uh, launch strategy to make sure that we maximize that launch moment and, and have everybody ready for it, especially when you're thinking of something more mainstream. I think you have to give fans some time to be aware. You have to give some time to build your Discord community, some time for people to anticipate for the
2: big reveal. Yeah, no, I absolutely love that. And I think very well-rounded hits on a lot of the the key points too. And even taking it a step further and towards the end, I mean, thinking around launch strategy, kind of want to like go back in time in your like life at Vayner, because I think Vayner too is very much um, world-renowned in their ability to kind of create and distribute content in a way that it helps grow, engage, and convert community. So I'm curious, like we, we hear time and time again at, at the foundation of any successful NFT project is community, right? And I think you can have a, a really cool project, and um, if you build it, you cannot assume that they will come, right? Like there's this community building that needs to happen. So I'm curious from, um, I mean, obviously, I'm sure you're thinking, you're still continuing to think about this and at the root of Vayner NFT, but just in, in your experience, helping different brands um, build, engage, and convert community, what are some other just foundational marketing principles that, that you think the people that are are listening should just make sure that they're, they're not overlooking as they try and build successful projects.
0: Yeah, for one, um, community management, like moderation responses. People love when you're responding to them, like one-to-one. Um, so I think responsiveness really matters, and then just being communicative, like giving updates daily, regularly, really being leaned in. I think that's a place we always recommend people invest because your community is not just a place for like uh you know, you to you to broadcast, it's a two-way street and it's a place for you know brands and And um, celebrities to get feedback as well. What do people like? What do they not like? Then how can we use those insights to ultimately power the next iteration of our program? Um, So, you know, I think for us, community management really underpins like most of the campaigns we do, whether it's a Super Bowl drop or a social campaign or an NFT, we really believe that that, um, social is intrinsically linked um, to that. Um, and then when it comes to, uh, like, you know, communicating updates on the programs, like, it's obviously important to keep that, that drumbeat strong, um, encourage people to foster, uh, you know, commun- communication with each other within the community as well. It's one of the reasons we're super excited about VCon is, you know, we can take the community that's been built from VFriends and actually have them all in one place. So we've got some really cool, like, team building and community building um kind of activations planned there for Minneapolis next
2: spring. That's amazing. Super excited. Um, I think obviously you have your hands full. Some stuff you share with us, some stuff uh, you can't talk about, but I'm sure we'll see on a, uh, some headlines near you. So Avery, thank you so much for coming out. Keep up all of the great work. We're really grateful for all the contributions you're making to the NFT community as a whole.
0: Thank you so much for having me and and right back at you. Uh, you guys are doing, doing the good work and we really appreciate it and honored to be on your show.
2: We're all going to make it. There we go. Thanks, Thanks. Avery. Well, that was an incredible conversation. Avery has so many great insights, very uh, eloquent as it pertains to distilling it down to very actionable perspectives, really kind of loved um, her just general framework of of helping brands identify what's kind of the value they want to create in the space. What are the interesting mechanics of NFTs and technology that will create the most impact, not only for a brand, but also for a community and really unleashing the power of NFTs and of this technology to create prosperity for brands and their communities. What stood out to you guys?
1: Yeah, you know, I always like to say, I think, you know, an NFT drop should be a beginning, not an end. And it's clear that Avery understands that. Talking about how the secondary sales dynamic really reward brands and creators who can stay engaged. I thought that was a really salient point. Um, And I loved hearing her thoughts on the metaverse because I also think it's the
3: future. Yeah, I think great points, Matt, I think uh, to double down on that, I just the intentionality behind how Vayner uh, actually chooses who to partner with and being making sure that they're meeting the standards of community versus like just the bottom line type style was really, really powerful. And you can just see the passion that Avery has for NFTs. When you think about Vayner, you think about Gary, but then just seeing Avery's passion and commitment and lighting up and intentionality behind it is super, super, super awesome.
2: Thousand percent. Well, uh, thank you, guys. Thank you, Avery. Thank you, everybody that's tuning in. Really gracious and re- uh, really grateful, and appreciate all your support. We'll be uh, we'll be back next week, but until then, we out.